Genesis 15, 7 through 21. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. And they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, and the Cabanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, what is going on here, Jennifer? <laughs> oh man, uh, this is my favorite. This is truly one of my favorite passages gosh, in scripture. Okay. I love it. I love okay. it. Okay, all right. But, well, then explain to okay, us what what should we understand from I this? will tell you what I've learned thus far. And I agree. Like for years when I read this, this is one of those passages where you just skip over like this is more like weird stuff in the Old Testament and just keep moving. But this is so powerful. Yeah, it's like the flaming right, pot. Right, exactly. Pot so, I mean. And a torch. Right. But I, so this is a time in history where people would make these um, promises to one another. Like if they cut a deal with one another, they would go through this kind of um, ceremony to like demonstrate how important it was and to be held accountable. And so they would cut these animals. Yes, it, it wasn't like a document age. Like right, ours, right. you yeah. know, if we were going to make a formal agreement, let's say we're like selling a house or something. Right. If you, you know, you've closed in. I, I closed in my house and we refinanced our house. I didn't move, but yes, we refinanced our house. <laughs> and you go and sign a million pieces of paper and you exactly. basically say like, if sign I don't pay went. the payments you can come and, you know, take, take my, my children house. away right. or whatever. Right. Right. And so, yeah. Um, and there's so, witnesses and we have documentation right. and we have a court to uphold it and all this stuff. But so this that's is, kind of, this is kind of like a house closing, yeah. but just a little bit more intense. Yeah. Way more intense. Yeah, so yeah. they cut these animals, they lay them on either side of a path. And then usually the two parties to the, de- to the deal or the promise would walk through together, um, signifying, saying, may this be done to me if I don't keep my end of the bargain. And when I heard that, I was like, this is so beautiful that God would use um, something that's very familiar to people in this culture and this age. And yet what actually happens is he alone passes between the animals that are cut in two. So he's making this covenant with Abram and there are requirements on Abram, but it's like God is saying, if you don't keep your end of the bargain, I will 
bear the um the curse of it which of course just points to um christ in this really beautiful way yeah and and of course we know the rest of the story right that's right abraham and his offspring don't keep the covenant and yet god provides the price of the covenant he is the one that is in a sense cut into he is the one whose blood is shed he is the one who sacrificed in his son um the son of jesus um so powerful and i really just i love this passage i do too and um uh and and again i mean you you know we kind of skip down to the fire potty side right um but (laughs) um, yeah yeah there's there's more i mean again he 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 reaffirms the promise, yes. the land. Right. Um, there, God is is. I'm making you a great people. I'm giving you a great land. Of course, yesterday we looked at the stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. This is what your people are going to be. You're, you're going to be taken care of. You're going to have land. You're going to have an identity. Um, and now post Christ, post the cross. Uh, we understand this, but we just understand that it's so much bigger than Abraham could have ever known. Now the offspring of Abraham is all who are in Christ. Now the land that is being blessed um, is really the whole world, wherever mm-hmm. Christians are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, I, you know, I have these conversations all the time, like where Christians go. Um, I mean, even if you just kind of study world history. Things go well for that land uh, when they live out that faith. And so that has kind of historically been true. Yeah. Um, And it blesses even people who aren't believers. That's right. Right. Everyone, the the land is blessed uh, where the spirit of God goes. And again, I think that's a very interesting study of, of world history. Um, and it's, and it's in a sense, the blessing of Abraham that's being worked out. And of course, like the ultimate fulfillment of this is that, um, there'll be a new creation. Um, everything will be made right. Everyone will be blessed. And in it is the descendants of Abraham, I'm using air quotes there, through the ultimate offspring, who is the Lord Jesus. So mm-hmm. yeah. beautiful picture, but it doesn't come without a, a high price, right? Right. And in fact, he tells, I mean, this is another astounding really thing in this passage is he, how he tells them basically what's going to happen to um, his descendants, that there are going to, this of course is referencing that the family is going to end up in Egypt, um, that right, they are yeah, going to be made, yeah. that which is where they are made into a great nation because um, they went, you know, as a family of a couple hundred and they came out like, you know, over two million. That's right. Um, but that there was going to be this time of slavery and, but then also, you know, judgment on their oppressors and they're going to come out of it better. But again, just so much in this because you see, I think like I've heard people say, you know, like God can come off as very um, like, you know, what's his deal with the Canaanites? Like he's going to take their land. He's going to kill them. He's got like, God doesn't love the Canaanites. And yet you see like God has been forbearing with the Canaanites for years and years and years. Yes. Since the time of, you know, Noah and um, this truth is available, you know, they know who God is or they should have known who God is. Um, and yet he's forbearing even for more years before he actually takes the land from the Canaanites. So he's exceedingly patient and kind to them. Um, but, and to Abraham's, uh, descendants, even though, as we know, they will, um, disobey, Mm. but God brings them back. Anyway, there's just, there's, there's so like, many great things yeah. here. Like you could just. It go is on a and beautiful, on. beautiful passage. Yeah. And I would just, yeah, encourage you if it was kind of your 
this is, you're having that wake up moment to this. It's a great passage to continue to study. Uh, but Abraham or Abram still at this point still doesn't have an offspring, Jennifer. What, mm. what, what are we going to do about that? Mm. Well, God's God has a plan. We'll, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. See. We we'll really talk about it tomorrow. Really well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for Jennifer McClish, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.